Kaza. Well, good morning, Nicole. How are you? I'm very well. How are you today? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Gorgeous sunny day. What could possibly go wrong? Gorgeous sunny day. What have you been up to since we last spoke? I feel like I've not spoken to you for for too long. It's been too long. <laughs> it feels it feels like a long time. We've mm. been texting. We have. But, um, so what I've been doing is I've been going around the house looking at um, doing an inventory of the screens that I've I've got, uh, seeing how many we've we've got, how we use them. I've got them on the phone, I've got them on TV, I've got them on PC, mm. and just doing a little inventory check, because your guest today is quite um, interested in that, isn't he? He is, yeah. We are speaking today to Matthew Rome, Relic Electronics Display Specialist. So that is very, and that's very true. I mean, just as I sit here now, I've got my uh, laptop, I've got my Mac, I've got my my screen on my podcaster I've got my phone I mean just in my small remit alone there's four screens there's a lot going on isn't there so it's gonna it's gonna be well I'm glad you've done the inventory I'm excited to talk to our guests we better we better introduce him good morning Matthew good good morning hi hi (laughs) how are you how are you doing today yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I wish I had sunshine. It's a bit cloudy where I am at the moment, but apart from that, it's all good. Yeah, you said you're in Bournemouth and it's cloudy. That's like you're by the sea. Surely I know. the sea just Outrageous. washes away the clouds. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. Um, can I begin with the basics? Yeah. Can we absolutely. begin begin with defining where a TFT display is used? We know them in our homes in TVs, but where are they used in industry? Where are the environmental conditions um, where they're possibly more challenging? Um, well, anywhere where information is needed to be fed back to a user or a mm-hmm. user to be able to control aspects in the system. So this could be a HMI on a production line, um, medical equipment to provide status on a patient, um, outdoor handheld equipment, which could be subject to all different weather conditions, or a defense application where the the environment could be really harsh. So they can be quite specialist areas you're talking about there. So HMI is human machine interface. Yes. So that will be in um, maybe machine operation that you're talking about there? Yeah, so um, a HMI is essentially um, whatever it describes a human interacting with a machine or a machine providing information back for a human. So that's where, so that could be um, sort of on any sort of assembly equipment in the production line or anything like that or in the food industry, um, anything like that. And what about medical equipment? Uh, Would they be using that kind of HMI? Um, Similar process, yeah. So it's providing information back to um, a nurse or a surgeon or whatever, um, just to monitor the the patient or or vice versa. So presumably in those conditions, they've got to be sealed. They can't have any uh, dust or water ingress. Yeah. Yeah, no, it has to be very high reliability in those because it's sometimes it's sort of safety critical and life critical, the information it's providing. So it has to be very high quality and need to be built to a standard to to meet any possible um, dust, like you said, or water, whatever. Sure. So, so they're very specialist application areas. Does that mean that a designer can use a, an off-the-shelf option? Depend, as long as the dimensions fit, you just stick it in the equipment? Yeah, just is there more to consider than just that that fits the whole I've got? 
stick it in. Um, yeah, occasionally you can fulfill a requirement with an off the shelf, but there is so much more to consider when designing a display into equipment than just a basic spec. Um, especially as the display is what the user will be interacting with mostly. So it does need to be suitable for the, the application and environment um, and the type of user who will be using it and how they're going to uh, control it or, or read the information back. And so, I mean, what does a designer need to consider when choosing um, a TFT for, say, an outdoor handheld equipment where you would expect hazards such as rain and snow? Um, obviously not relevant today, but, you know, if you've got limited space and or maybe like harsh lighting conditions as well, what, the, what sort of things do they need to consider in that factor in? Well, there, there are so many different aspects to a display that designers really need to consider. But for that example, um, it needs to be able to operate and be be viewed in sort of every lighting condition. So if it's bright sunshine, it needs to be daylight readable. Um, they need to consider the best method to mount the display in the equipment to ensure that they can provide um, a waterproof IP seal. Um, so perhaps we would be looking at custom mounting brackets or even an extended cover glass so they can mount it and seal it from the front. Um, how the user will interact with it, typically they will want to keep the equipment as small as possible and as light as possible. Mm. Um, so touch panels are very popular in that type of application. Um, so they can save space from not using physical buttons or a membrane keypad. Um, but then they also need to consider the type of touch technology. Um, so it's also suitable for the application. So will the user be wearing gloves? Do they need multi-touch? Are they looking for a rugged finish so it doesn't get damaged easily? That sort of thing. Mm. Okay, so a systems integrator needs to be a display specialist or is there design support available for that? Um, no, because that's sort of where we come in. Um, we help engineers with the design of a TFT display in their equipment. So our process is to discuss the requirements of the customer so we can really understand the, the application, the environment, how they will integrate it and control it in the system and any other challenges they possibly haven't thought of. Um, we then work with our partners to design the best solution for the application. And about nine out of 10 times, this will involve us using one of our standard modules, but adapting it in some way to make it the perfect solution. Um, we do pride ourselves of being specialists and being one of the UK leading companies for display solutions. Okay, and we've all used touch panels. I mean, they are popular because they are so practical. What options are available and, and where are they best suited? Um, so there are really two main types of touch technology now, uh, resistive and capacitive. So resistive is a older type of technology which has been used widely in the industrial, defence and medical market for a good number of years. Um, however, capacitive, also known as PCAP, is becoming much more popular in these markets. Um, this is because PCAP has always been limited to only accepting a person's finger, so if you're wearing gloves it wouldn't work. Um, not being able to accept water on the, on the screen mm -hmm. and being very sensitive to EMC. However, we work with leading manufacturers of PCAP touch panels who have overcome all these limitations, so we can supply PCAP to nearly any application now. Wow. Okay, thanks. The, the PCAP is popular because it's convenient, it's it's handy to use, but how 
convenient is it to design in? Does it need firmware specialist knowledge to implicate PCAP display effectively? Uh, yes, absolutely. You need specialists to help implement this type of touch. Um, PCAP is still quite sensitive just due to the nature of its technology. So to integrate this in a larger system and passing EMC can still be quite challenging. Um, you need to consider how many points of touch required, where, what type of operating software the system works on, if glove operation is required, if any sort of water might be on the, on the touch, um, the thickness of cover glass uh, with the right sensitivity level, and then also firmware as part of the, the final system. Um, there are also so many different PCAP touch panels on the market. They all vary from performance, reliability, quality and available features. Again, this is where we come in. We work with high-end manufacturers whose PCAP has a superior performance and the bespoke controller ICs. So we can supply PCAP in most applications now. And we also provide full firmware support um, if the customer has any EMC or any ghost touching problems in the system. So we can help with that as well. So what's ghost touching? Is that where you you touch something or something touches the panel, but it's not what you expect? Uh, yeah, so it's essentially a unintended touch. Um, normally that is um, caused by EMC in the in the system. So um, it is picked up a change in capacitance from something else in the system and it thinks it's a touch. Um, and obviously that can be quite safe. It can be quite concerning in, in real life applications, especially for quite high-end applications like medical or defense. So um, it really needs to be, so that needs to be taken away out of the system so it doesn't happen. And again, that's why our really? firmware support helps with. Okay. So what other services uh, can can a customer come to you for that will optimize displays? Uh, well, we have a huge range of options to improve the display in various capacities depending on what's required for the applications. Um, for example, if it's being used outdoors or in bright light conditions, we have something called optical bonding. And this is a process where we add a clear adhesive within the display's natural air gap. And this prevents refractions within the stack and also reduces reflection and glare. Um, we also have a number of different surface treatments we can apply to the top cover, including anti-fingerprint, anti-reflective and antibacterial. Okay, because yeah, we've spoken to lots of podcast guests since the beginning of the COVID pandemic and most at some point have mentioned longer lead times and difficulties with sourcing or shipping. Yep. Has the display industry been affected at all by the global supply chain issues? Uh, yes, and uh, quite badly, um, but Relac and our partners have been very proactive to try and overcome this as best as possible. Um, an example is the 4.3 inch in size. There is a shortage for TN 4.3 inch glass, so much so that a lot of manufacturers are starting to refuse orders. Um, but one of our partners developed a drop and replacement using a slightly different technology called IPS, uh, which is not quite so badly affected. And But um, with our custom service as well, it means we can help design and supply drop and replacements for different 4.3 inch TFTs from different manufacturers. Um, all parts which have already gone end of life, we can help with designing a drop and replacement to that and help the customer out. Wow, okay. I should know what IPS 
stands for, Matthew. Can you tell us? Yeah, no, that, that stands for in-plane switching. So it's a type of um, technology within the LCD that essentially provides perfect viewing angles from all, all angle. Okay, thank you. So some of these applications that you mentioned earlier are very niche, very specialist and um, often quite compact uh, settings. So you've got limited display space. Uh, do some of the particularly mill aero applications also need Relet to add other bespoke options, elements? Uh, yep, that's quite often we look at making some other elements bespoke. Um, especially when it comes to mounting. So we often look at bespoke options for mounting to suit the customer's enclosure or their system. The display is typically one of the more visual aspects to equipment too. So we also look at custom cover lenses to provide um, aesthetics to the end equipment. Um, this can include custom shape and design of the top cover lens, any printing, so for company logos or graphics or anything like that. Um, apertures for other connections like USB or if, or if they want a physical hole in the in the top cover lens and this all comes as a final assembly so it would be the TFT display the touch if it's required and the top cover lens as one item okay so there that's the sort of aesthetics uh, what about resilience or uh, increasing usability of the display does Relec help have any elements tricks in their tool bag to help with those yep absolutely and this is something we do a lot as well um, and it's also why we discuss the application in so much detail um, some options we have is to supply an emc mesh within the stack uh, this will help with the final equipment passing emc this is typically used more on very harsh emc requirements that you would likely see in defense type applications um, another one is a privacy filter this is a type of film that's applied into the stack that reduces the viewing angle of the LCD so it can only be viewed from one specific angle. Um, again this is used quite a lot in defence applications but one other application you may have seen it is at an ATM cash point so it can only be viewed from the, the user head-on and at any other angle it's just a blank screen so no one can else can see the information. Um, but we also have films that do the opposite of that so, for example, a quarter wave retarder film. Uh, this is a specialist film we've used before to provide perfect viewing angles with polarized sunglasses. So it, it prevents any conflict with the internal display polarizer and the polarized sunglasses. So you still get the perfect viewing angles and no gray inversion or discoloration to the, to the image. And would that be as well, Matthew, because I've, I've got a... Um... I've got a little Range Rover and they've yeah. got obviously display panels and the, is that in the automotive I imagine as well because that mine tilts in the car and it can be different you know there's there's it can be a TV or it can be a sat nav or it can be all different so I imagine those are display. you know it's that area as well isn't it yeah absolutely yeah so automotive marine um those sort of environments where it's likely a user will be wearing sunglasses if it's mm. quite bright so yeah. anything like that yeah Oh, it's interesting. So, I mean, it sounds like a, a, a real thorough design service. Um, more more design and consultancy and support. Are there other specialisms that Relic offers to customise displays for a particular project? Yeah, we, we, we offer a full list of customization to make sure the display is the most ideal for specific applications. Um, we can do custom PCBs. If, for example, we need to add some interface bridge to match the customer's single board computer or their microcontroller, 
um, if it's a smaller display and it only uses a flexi type PCB. Again, we can adjust the length and shape to make sure it fits the customer's enclosure or it reaches their PCB so it bends behind the, the display and it can reach their PCB. Um, we can add accessories to match our displays, so cables like USB for the touch or LVDS for the display. And again, we can do custom lengths and make sure that the, the customer side has the right connector and the pinout that they require to fit into their equipment. So I'd imagine all of that takes a thorough understanding of, of the project, um, asking questions of, of customers. Do you engage with customers to truly understand the project? Yes, yeah. So once the initial inquiry comes in, uh, we have a detailed discussion with one of our expert sales team and the customer's engineer to really understand the, the project and the application and requirements. Uh, before COVID, this would be typically done in a face-to-face -face meeting and we would take some demos and hopefully we can get back to that soon um, but once we understand the requirements and challenges we then investigate options and solutions if we can't do it with one of our standard parts or if the customer requires something a bit bespoke for their system we would then look at modifying a unit to best suit um, so once we have finished our design proposal we would share this with the customer with the initial pricing if the pricing and design meets all the requirements, we then move to make a full proposal and we would provide detailed drawings and a more formal quotation. If the initial proposal doesn't meet pricing or the spec for any reason, we would go back and look to amend something and we would do so until it does meet it. Um, so once the detailed drawing and formal offering has been accepted, we would then be looking to move to the prototype stage uh, with the signed drawings from the customer and then staying in close contact with the engineer during their testing just to make sure everything is, is passing well and if it's not what we need to do to make it pass and again if we do need to amend something for it to pass we would go back to providing full drawings and new samples um, do that process again um, so yeah once the final equipment passes all the required approvals we would then be looking at the customers pre-production dates if they have any um, and also their production timelines and comparing them with the current lead time just to ensure that we can deliver them to the customer's time frame or, or as close as possible. And then once the unit's in full production, we, we don't stop then. We then constantly review the, the supply chain so that we can alert the customer of any increase in lead times early enough so they can plan. Or if one of the components is going end of life and we need to update the spec, we would alert the customer enough time for us to plan buffer stock but also at the same time we would be looking at producing a fit form and function replacement to ensure continued supply and again we would produce new drawings and samples and keep doing so until a unit has been approved by the customer at which point we would then be looking to move to that new unit. I mean, there's a lot to think about, isn't there? There's really there's there's a lot a lot more detail goes into something than we 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 always assume. That's what I always find fascinating with these chats. Mm. I mean, thank you, Matthew. It's given us a real insight into the design and the implementation for displays uh, for today's industrial and specialist settings. Um, it, it yeah, it just it it's just one of those subjects you just don't realise how widespread the applications are as well, yeah. do you? 
I suppose that's part of the good design element. If you're not conscious the display's there or the display technology, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, then that means it's a good design technology, isn't it? That's absolutely it, actually, isn't it? It's like if you, yeah, if it, if the finished article, you don't think about all the things that go into it, then you've you've done a good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matthew, thank you for joining us today and for keeping us up to date about some really interesting projects. I mean, Relec, as we know, we're very fond of Relec here, and you guys really do put in that extra effort to really deliver what the customer needs and that that extra sort of service where you really do sort of hold their hand through the whole yeah. process um but also it's been really interesting to understand some of the uses of display technology so thank you so much for coming on That's and explaining. Okay. No, thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> you're very very welcome and uh hopefully the uh the glorious weather that i'm experiencing in kent will wither its way oh, yeah. down to i very much hope so it's still very you're... cloudy at the moment <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I I think I think well, you're just just gonna have to do yeah. more work, aren't you? Just have to do, do 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 more work, work on these brilliant displays, so none of us know know the magic and the mystery that goes on behind yeah. it. Um, so thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. Okay. Cheers. Bye bye. We were talking to Relic Electronics, Matthew Rame. Relic Electronics is a specialist in power conversion and display products. With a 40-year history in the displays business, its engineering team is able to listen, advise and recommend the best products sourced from a wide range of display technologies, including custom or standard mono displays, TFT panels and touch panels to provide the right panel or monitor or develop customer solutions, custom solutions. We can find out more about the range of displays enhancements visiting www.relec.co.uk. And thank you, Caroline, for joining me today. As always, very interesting to talk about these subjects, which um, you know far more than I about, but it's always interesting to hear people chat. And thank you, everyone, who's been listening today to That Engineering Chat podcast. This is Chatty Hatter's engineering podcast to allow you to listen to candid, behind-the-scenes conversations of leaders and experts in the electronics and manufacturing industries. To hear more That Engineering Chats, make sure you describe, subscribe to That Engineering Chat at Apple or Spotify podcast services. If you want to be on the other side of the microphone and have topics or issues you would like to discuss with us, your company can be part of the conversation as our podcast guest. Contact us to arrange a guest spot at hello at chattyhatter.com or visit chattyhatter.com. 